This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. I'm Matthew. And I'm Molly. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have any. Today, we are talking about fresh chilies. Yes, and this is the perfect time of year for it. End of summer, super profusion of chilies at the market, all kinds of colors, all kinds of shapes and flavors. And we're going to zoom in on uh, our favorite kind of middle ground category. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to tackle not the super hot ones, not the mild ones like bell peppers. We are going to zero in on like the, the medium hot ones that are often generally medium sized as well. Yeah, and the, the small ones are harder to tackle anyway, because yeah. uh, small things just kind of throw yourself <laughs> on them. And then where did they go? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, so we've uh, we've made a couple of uh, delicious uh, chili-infused dishes that we're going to tell you about. But I think the reason that I'm so excited about these medium-sized, medium-heat peppers is because, you, unlike the little guys, you can really treat them like a vegetable and get some nice heat going and tons of flavor and eat a ton of them. Yeah, that's what I really like about them is that, um, you know, for the most part, they have just the right amount of heat where you can also really taste their flavor. Right. And so you do want to eat a lot of them. And, uh, and the preparations that we, we've we made them in today, um, I- indeed, we have been eating a lot of peppers today. Yes. Yeah. We are, our, our blood is energized with capsicum. So let's talk about what these peppers are. So the ones that we've uh, that we've had so far here, um, we've got the uh, these slightly littler ones um, that are often just really eaten out of hand as a vegetable, like um, padrones and shishitos, mm-hmm. that um, are often served fried and you know topped with a little bit of sea salt. And and both of those are kind of up and coming. Uh, you know, cool ingredients of the moment, I think. I mean, yeah, I would say that, you know, we're not generally very trendy here, Matthew. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, oh, willing, I'm willing to own speak that. Speak for yourself. But <laughs> but I would say that, that padrones and shishitos are sort of showing up on, on menus and, uh, you know, in, in publications all over the place. For all you know, I'm wearing a really trendy outfit. <laughs> You're not. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep it real here, You weren't people. supposed to tell them. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've been seeing these things on, on menus everywhere, including at your restaurant. And it's because, I mean, they're really, they're really great. They're a very satisfying s- kind of snacky thing that you can keep pulling these peppers off a skewer or just off a plate um, of sautéed peppers and, uh, and just eating them one after another. Really delicious with beer, I should add. Absolutely. Yeah. 
And these medium heat peppers are much less polarizing than the small guys because they have a level of heat that almost anyone can handle, whereas the little spicy peppers, you know, those draw strong opinions because some people cannot take the heat. That's true. You know, well, well, what makes it so that a person can take the heat? Like, I kind of feel like I've been in training for the last five years since I met Brandon, who's like Mr. Shoving hot stuff in his face. There's the, there's a physiological <laughs> component and then there's, you know, you can train up to a point, but there's also, yeah. you have, your tongue is different from other people's tongues. Yeah. I don't know that I'll ever be quite like Brandon, but my tolerance is, is higher now. I mean, what's, what's, what's the difference between us? It's, it's how many taste buds you have. Really? And, so um, he has fewer taste buds than I do? He has fewer taste buds than, than, I than win. you do. Yes, exactly. You should yes. go, you should go home and start needling him about this right now. <laughs> So does it mean that I'm like, you know, I mean, we could get into the whole super taster thing, which I'm sure, you know, we've all we've all heard about in the past couple of years. I mean, does it mean that I'm like one step closer to a super taster? Yeah, I'm, you're, I'm you're in probably no like an in-between normal taster. I'm a non-taster. Like, I have very few taste buds. Really? Yeah. And I, I, I always hate to mention that because, <laughs> you know, tasting stuff is sort of like part of my job. I can't believe that we've had this whole podcast together all this time, and I didn't know, <laughs> didn't know that you're a non-taster. <laughs> yeah, it makes it sound like, like you just can't taste anything. Yeah, it does. That is so unfair. We need so, a new word. So if you and I were to eat the same thing, I mean, I, I guess there's no way of ever knowing this, but if you and I were to eat the same thing, like, it's just going to taste like the heat has the volume turned down on it to you? I think so. Well, it sounds to me like the whole super taster, non-taster thing, uh, does it sort of just affect flavors at at, at extremes? Like it affects, you know, extreme bitterness, probably like a grapefruit yeah, or extreme heat or whatever. I mean, cause you, you're really, you have a great palate and you're really good at balancing <sighs> things. So this is going to turn into the Matthew fan club. Anyway. Here's your, here's um, your 10 bucks. So yeah, I mean, it seems to me that, I don't know, I find that really fascinating that, that you and I can agree on a lot of flavors, but that at the, at the far ends of the spectrums that we're going to differ. Yeah, I th- it, you know, part of part of the appeal of the notion is, I think, just the cool names like Super Taster. It seems like it should require some sort of jumpsuit and non-taster, like the sad guy who can't taste anything. And it, I think both of those terms kind of overstate the actual facts. Yeah, yeah. So we've we've just had a uh, a plate of padrones here, and one thing that's cool about uh, about these uh, peppers, shishitos and padrones, is that uh, they vary a lot in heat, even. You know, they can like come off the same plant and vary in heat. Yeah, people refer to them often as the the Russian roulette of peppers. I think the I don't know. I feel like I read somewhere that the average statistic is that like one in ten padrones is hot. But I, I think you know it really varies depending on where they're cooked. The ones that we were eating today, um, God, I would say it was like maybe fifty or sixty percent were really spicy. So <laughs> we said the average statistic. I thought you were going to follow up that up with like, <laughs> don't become a statistic. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, how do you, how do you tell which is going to be the hot one? You can't. You can't. That's that's the roulette part. And they're not they're not really that hot. No, it's it's actually a really pleasant burn. Right now, actually, um, my whole mouth just feels warm. It's kind of cozy. Yeah, my my mouth is very happy at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and shishitos, those are the the Japanese version. They're very they're closely related to padrones. They're a little smaller. They're a little less likely to be spicy in, mm-hmm. uh, in my experience. And they're often, you often get them like at, uh, at a yakitori restaurant uh, grilled on a skewer alongside like some grilled chicken. Yeah. And I, I should say that, you know, these peppers will be in, in farmer's markets probably for just a little bit longer. And yeah. after that, you can, um, you can find shishitos often at Asian markets year round. Yeah, absolutely. So that's good to know. I mean, I bought them at, at Uajamaya here in Seattle, like in the wintertime and they're not quite as sweet, but you know, if you got a craving, they're pretty 
pretty good. Yeah, and unlike the unlike the slightly larger peppers that we're going to talk about in a minute, these guys take so little preparation. I mean, you brought those padrones in, and they were ready to eat like four minutes later. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. Yeah, so I just brought these padrones over, and I took a big skillet and uh, got it really nice and hot over like medium high or high heat. And then I added a little bit of vegetable oil to it, just enough to film the bottom, and waited till that got nice and hot and shimmery. And then I threw the peppers in and stirred them around for, I don't know, maybe three minutes until they were really blistery and sort of nicely browned on all sides. And you'll notice when you pull them out of the pan, they're going to deflate a little bit. So if they I love still, that. I know, I really do too. So if they're still, uh, you know, if they still look really firm in the pan, don't worry about it. It's mostly blistering you're looking for. Now, the, the part you're leaving out is when you were complaining about the fact that I didn't have a wood-burning oven, which would be the ideal <laughs> cooking mechanism. Well, at Delancey, we cook them in a wood-burning oven, and it's really nice because you get a little bit of smoky flavor. But, um, you know, you could probably also do these under the broiler, frankly, yeah. if you don't want to do them in a skillet. Anyway, but they're, you know, they're, they're delicious however you do it. Just get some good blistering and then hit them with some good sea salt. Have you ever had a chili explode? I haven't. I have not not one of these. One of the like uh, like a serrano uh, jalapeno. Like I've been like toasting it in a pan, and uh, and they actually like burst open with a puff of steam. They're really cool. Not, I mean, did it like really like blow? Like you were covered in like jalapeno no, debris? No, it it, uh, it was more more like popcorny. Although I I guess there's probably not going to replace popcorn anytime soon. <laughs> but I would eat it. Jalapeno poppers. Yeah, you know. God, you set me up for that one. <laughs> oh Thanks. God. So you used, what, Anaheim chilies in your dish today? Is that right? Yeah. So these are like the big, uh, long, skinny, light green ones, like okay. uh, kind of six inches long or so, and they sometimes curl up into funny shapes. Yeah. I really have not used them at all. I've used poblanos a mm-hmm. bit, um, but not really Anaheim. So, you know, so why did you choose them? Um, I chose them because they had a ton of them for cheap at, uh, at my favorite farm stand. <laughs> uh, but also, they're uh, they're real kind of perfect middle of the road pepper for charring, peeling, and uh, chopping or pureeing to use in a sauce. So, like a uh, enchiladas with, um, which is what I made today with uh, with a sauce based on Anaheim chilies is totally classic. Kind and of so southwestern. You said you had to peel them. Yeah. So um, Anaheim's um, and I think poblanos too. The you really have to get the very thin peel off them. Um, unlike unlike the little peppers, which you can just pop in your mouth whole, the the peel on these guys is kind of hearty and gross. So the way the way you do that is you just char them all over, either over a gas burner flame on uh, on a grill or under the broiler, and uh, and then let them cool and the skin slip right off. Nice, and they really they had a really wonderful flavor, um, and really weren't that hot, but like pleasant. Yeah. You know. Um, and sometimes, sometimes you get a batch that's hotter, but, but generally they're pretty mild. And, um, I usually, because, uh, because my daughter doesn't like hot things as much as I do. If you pull the, uh, the seeds and like the little ribs in the middle out, um, after, after they're roasted and peeled, that takes most of the heat with it. So we're going to put the enchilada recipe you used on, on the old website, right? Yeah. And when I say enchiladas, you know, probably what comes to mind is, is, you know, like a pan baked in the oven with lots of cheese and some sour cream and, uh, and filled with something. These are, these are enchiladas and they're really like most basic, like uh, street food form. You take corn tortillas, fry them in vegetable oil, and then dip them in the enchilada sauce, which was based on tomatillos and Anaheim's basically and garlic. It was really delicious. And, uh, and so you, the whole point of the dish is, uh, is just this chili infused tortilla that's uh, you know a little firm and a little soft and uh, and you top it with just a little bit of crumbled cheese and uh, radishes and cabbage it was delicious thank you really really delicious 
and then the the other pe- pepper that I always think about at the same time as as Anaheim's that we that we're not using today are poblanos, p- probably because they're always like next to each other at the supermarket. Um, those are those are like the big kind of triangular dark green peppers. Yeah. They really have a beautiful color. They're the classic chili relleno peppers. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. I haven't made that in a long time. Those can be really good. Yeah, we we should do another chili episode. I, I think we will. Yeah, so that we have a reason to get together and eat chili relleno. Yes, because we couldn't we couldn't do that without recording the show. <laughs> Definitely because that would, not. We have a responsibility to you. We do everything we do. We do it for you oh, and man. Brian Adams. It was Brian Adams, wasn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. it was. Mm. How do you feel about Summer of '69? I love that Summer is of '69. Such a great song. Like when I hear it on the radio, I like crank it up. I love it. It makes me feel nostalgic for the Summer of '69. I think we're going to put a clip of that song in, and if Brian Adams or his record label wants to sue us, go ahead. Yeah, we love your song. We dare you. We love your song, dude. I got my first real six string, bought it at the five and done. Played it to my face. What were we talking about? <laughs> no. Anyway. Poblanos. Poblanos, whatever. Let's talk about another kind of pepper that I okay, want to talk about. Fine. I want to talk about banana peppers, which are another sort of mid-sized pepper. They tend to be very mild, um, but they're great for pickling. And, and those those are the really like light colored ones, yeah. kind of light yellowish. Yeah, it's almost like um like, 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 ne- like neon green without the neon part. It's like chartreuse. And you know they're of. ready to eat because they get covered with brown spots. I'm lying. <laughs> no. No. Banana peppers, um, they're great for pickling. They really maintain their texture. They're really nice and meaty and crunchy. And uh, anyway, we really like to pepper to pepper them. <laughs> Whatever. We really... <laughs> well, you know, you should visit the website for the three recipes we're going to have this week. Three recipes. Wow. Three recipes. We'll have the uh, like the pan-fried padrones. Yep. We're going to have the folded green chili enchiladas. And we'll have a recipe for pickled peppers. Wow. Three three recipes that's starting to get out of control. It's crazy. It's totally crazy. Next week, it's going to be like like nine. It's going to grow exponentially. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so Get this, ready, people. It's one of those things where in six weeks, it's going to be more recipes than have ever been published in the history of food. Mm-hmm. I, I, can, I can handle that responsibility. Okay. I'm ready for that. We've, okay. been, we've been at this for a while. Thank you for listening to Spilled Milk, the show that's medium-sized and medium-spicy. I'm Matthew Amster-Burton. And I'm Molly Weisenberg. It's the secret part of the show. It is the secret part of the show. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.